Are you ready for a deep dive of the most important announcements coming on the heels of the Microsoft Inspire Conference? Do you want to hear the perspective of the leader of Microsoft's America's partner business, GPS, on the significant changes and announcements Microsoft just made? And do you want to know where to place your bets as you gear up for fiscal year 24? Then hold on tight as you won't want to miss this next episode of Ultimate Guide to Partnering. This is the Ultimate Guide to Partnering, the top partnership podcast. In this podcast, Vince Minzione, a proven partner sales executive, shares his mission to help leaders like you achieve your greatest results through successful partnering. And now your host, Vince Minzione. Welcome to, or welcome back to the Ultimate Guide to Partnering. I'm Vince Menzion, your host. And today, I welcome Nina Harding, is the corporate vice president of the Microsoft America's partner business, GPS, and joined us the day after the Microsoft Inspire Conference for this exclusive interview and deep dive on Microsoft's announcements and how she's organizing her team for success in fiscal year 24. This interview kicked off Ultimate Partners' first live digital event, Winning with Ecosystems. And the video of this interview is available at ultimateguidetopartnering.com. I hope you enjoy and learn from this discussion with this incredible leader as much as I enjoyed welcoming Nina Harding. Nina, I am so excited to welcome you to our first live digital event, Winning with Ecosystems. So glad to have you for today for this chat. Oh, Vince, thanks so much for including me and this opportunity to connect. So, so many exciting announcements the last couple of days coming out of the Microsoft Inspire Conference. I'm eager to have this discussion on your role, mission, and the priorities for the partner business. But first, some big announcements as your role has just recently expanded from the U.S. Global Partner Solutions Organization. I was hoping you could tell our listeners, our viewers, a little bit more about that. Yeah, well, it's definitely an exciting time. We at Microsoft are looking at how can we accelerate the business much faster? How do we make sure that we're showing up for all our partners with advanced clarity and knowing who to engage, how to engage, making sure that it's a predictable way to engage? So as a result, we started looking at what's the best way to go about doing that. And we started to look at, well, maybe we should show up as the Americas. Mm -hmm. So we are bringing... Canada, the U.S., and Latin America together to create a new region that we're referring to as Americas. And that is going to bring the chemistry, the diversity of thought, really some of the best practices that we've seen in different markets together and take the best of all of those and the experiences that you, our partners, have had with us and then standardize across the Americas so it's a little bit more predictable and easy to engage with us. Such a massive announcement, such a massive business, in fact, right? right? The Americas region. I was in the U.S. partner business many years back, which at the time represented roughly in round numbers around 45% of the total business. But I think this, is, this gives an opportunity to drive, I'll call best practices at scale with you and the organization. Do you agree? Oh, Absolutely. 
there are there is such ingenuity that's happening in Latin America, and a lot of our partners are helping to drive that. And the conversations we've been having with our partners as well, I've done a number of focus groups in the last, what, eight months since I've been here. And it allows us to think about what are some of the best ways to engage, whether it's in the SMB, SMC market, all the way up to enterprise, and how do we spend less time focusing on setting up new ways to do it, but Mm -hmm. rather making sure we're setting up more ways for partners to engage with us doing that. And so this elimination of some of these artificial borders in a way allows us to move faster with greater agility. And quite frankly, a lot of our partners are already working across these borders as well. But most importantly for our customers, customers are expanding. People no longer just do business within the confines of a single country. Think about a lot of companies, they might have manufacturing somewhere and they have uh, help desks and call centers somewhere else. So what this allows us to do is to show up more effectively for our customers across these borders and energize together. You did mention the best practices, right? And um, I refer to it almost as like centers of excellence. The other thing that I think is kind of cool for our partners is we can think about it from a go-to-market perspective, right? What are the campaigns? What are the sales plays that we're driving? And how do we bring more partners along with us to those effective markets and land them in the local markets, but with more energy um, as we're consolidating that? But then also, how do we show up for our partners technically, with our technical force and capability, whether it's on the architectural side or involved in an individual deal, now we can look across the experts of all of America's to show up for each partner the way they need us to show up. And that's pretty powerful too. Yeah, it sounds it. And another theme I hear you say here is consistency in execution, Mm -hmm. right? not doing this one-off thing. And partners have always craved this consistency from Microsoft Mm -hmm. because having to deal with multiple regions, multiple geographies, multiple vertical businesses, it always seemed to the partner from their lens as if they had to show up differently or or perhaps the practices were different from region to region or from vertical to vertical. So I think you are solving for this here. And, you know, partners have been so critical to the success of Microsoft. I I go back to what I call the 1981 Boca Raton moment when Bill Gates licensed the operating system to IBM. It started off the movement. We created a channel. We now have an ecosystem and a a massive ecosystem, over 470,000 Microsoft partners out there. Hopefully, many of them are listening to us and watching us today. But let's talk about co-sell methodology, because this is an area where Microsoft has excelled. But, you know, candidly, many times partners felt that it wasn't necessarily as accretive to the business as they would have liked. Can we talk a little bit more about co-selling and some of the methodology and how you're applying maybe some new practices, best practices to this? So co-selling, I think, is really at the crux of what our partnerships are about. We have to, one, trust each other. Two, we have to have open dialogue and conversation. And then we have to go out there and sell together. And selling together means that we really have better expectations of each other. We know what we're doing together. And that means not just from the global partner solutions team, but what does that mean with our field sales organization? Mm -hmm. So 
I've been spending a lot of time trying to unpack that since I've been here at Microsoft and have had some wonderful feedback from partners. Sometimes not always the wonderful feedback, but the needed feedback in order to kind of initiate the the changes. So you're spot on, Vince, when you were talking about we're starting to look from the outside in. How do we make co-selling easier? So it starts with one, showing up and organizing ourselves internally the way partners see their business. So one of the changes that you're hearing about is that my organization will shift. We'll have a channels organization for those partners that sell with us. We'll have a services organization for those of you that are building incredible implementation or change management or advisory services. And then we'll have an ISV organization focused on those that are capturing their IP, packaging it, and bringing it out to market. Just even that simple change helps us line up better together on the value proposition. And then we move through that. And for example, with our ISVs, we look at micro ecosystems by industry or by solution area. And all of a sudden, now engaging with Microsoft isn't just about engaging with Microsoft. It's also the community of other partners with whom you can work and signaling where you have that expertise. But it doesn't stop there, Vince, if I can just share. Like, I'm excited about that, right? That's just the beginning. You have to line up so we all know where we are. But then what we're also doing is we've spent a lot of time looking at our sales sellers out there, right? Our field kind of scratching the surface on like, how do we make it more friendly and easier to engage? So what you're also hearing about is this huge push towards marketplace. And we're actually compensating our sellers differently on how they work with our ISV partners and making sure that they're driving those transactions through the marketplace. We're also, we don't end there. (laughs) At Microsoft, we also talk about our we call it MSEM, our Microsoft uh, selling methodology, right? And here in stage two, where we're really trying to net out what are the specifics of the opportunity, that's when we're inviting partners in more universally now and saying, hey, isn't this the point, not down the road when we've sold the deal, but isn't this the point that we find our trusted advisors, our services partners, invite them into the opportunity and acknowledge that system-driven as well, right? So we can track that and even perhaps offer to our partners the ability to build out what we call like a consumption plan internally so that we're working together on the outcomes we both want. All of those things are things that I think are going to really help evolve how we look at co-selling together. This is pure music to my ears. I have to tell you, having been inside Microsoft and been at a global ISV, billion-dollar ISV, trying to navigate the co-selling methodology. First of all, you I'm going to unpack a few things you said. First of all, you covered the, the alignment of the resources and the teams internally to support mm-hmm. the what I'll call the partnering motions. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you discuss that specifically around service partners, around channel partners and ISVs. One of the other things you touched on, which I believe has been overlooked by not just Microsoft, but just the, the entire industry has been each of these ISVs. And I think there's roughly let's use the number 20,000 ISVs that are some size and significance within your purview, not necessarily managed, but within the purview. 
But those ISVs all have their own ecosystems. You call them micro ecosystems, right? So they have a entire ecosystem if they're in the healthcare space, as an example, that is surrounding that solution, complementary solutions, services, all those things that come along with it. And I think we have looked, we've been kind of myopic in our view as an organization. I say we because I've been very close to Microsoft here. But what you're saying is we're going to look more holistically at the micro ecosystems. We're then going to get the field organization better engaged. And I think, and I'll just be a little self-critical on Microsoft, you put a lot of resources on that function previously, but maybe it took the onus or the pressure, I'll use that term, on the seller to do the, do the work. And the real work is thinking strategically about the customer. Ultimately, the customer is making the decision here and bringing those partners in early and often into that process is what I believe I heard you say. Absolutely. It's incredible what we can do for the customer, the innovation, the thinking outside of the box. I mean, customers are demanding a lot more of all of us today, and they really want someone is that is their trusted advisor that's ha- helping them innovate. And with the introduction of AI uh, in all of our worlds, this is a, it's a transformation that a lot of our customers are going through. And we want to do that with our partners. So... We've spoken with Jake Swenson and Dan Rippey led a session on marketplace moment. I like to refer to it as, right? Because it is somewhat of a a shift in mindset towards how we go to market. But I was hoping you could share a little bit more. You you touched on marketplace, Mm -hmm. but as the America's chief partner officer, I was hoping you could share a little bit more of your perspective on the value and benefits of marketplace. Absolutely. I think marketplace is one of the most powerful go-to-markets that all of us have together collectively. It is the place where all of our customers can come to learn about all these technologies, these offerings that are available to them. It's now also where we're going to ask our sellers to go, right? So that's a really important motion as well for everyone to understand that that's where the sellers are going to go as well to include and introduce offerings to our customers. Our engineers are also working really hard. We've we've been listening and there are so many great ideas, suggestions, even opportunities for improvement from all of our partners. We've been listening. And so we have the engineers going at a million miles, really trying to deliver on that promise and those ideas because it's about that customer's experience at the end of the day and how Together with all of you, we're creating this value proposition for the customer. If they make their bet on Microsoft, you've made your bet on Microsoft. Look at the plethora and the energy and the dynamic solutions that are out there. But most importantly, if the customer is buying through the marketplace as well, they're also able to decrement their customer cloud commitments. That's really powerful. So now all of our ISVs also have access, quite honestly, to something that's energizing that customer from a financial perspective as well. So I'm excited about all of that. And then you have to connect it back to Partner Center, right? So as connecting it back to Partner Center, we're now also able to enable our partners to surface all of their marketplace opportunities with our sellers. And once again, hopefully to better drive co-selling. Yes. 
I'm so excited to announce our continued partnership with AG1. Many of you know I made taking a green drink supplement part of my health ritual for over 21 years now, and it has made all the difference to my health and well-being. Over six years ago, I found Athletic Greens, and now their product, AG1, became my go-to supplement. AG1 is the first thing I take every morning to power my day. It covers all of my nutritional bases, supports my gut health, gives a boost to my immunity, and energy levels. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash Vince M. That's drinkag1.com forward slash Vince M. Check it out. You know, we talk about marketplaces. Canalis says that by 2025, we'll see $45 billion go through marketplaces. 80% of that will go through the big three, Microsoft, Amazon, and Google Cloud. So just an amazing opportunity. And I'd like to like pinpoint, I, I have a point of view here on marketplaces. And I think you, you said it, but I want to bring it together in that many times there's many organizations coming together on behalf of the customer to solve for that solution, right? There is an ISV, maybe even multiple ISVs, mm -hmm. a channel partner who maybe would typically manage the customer relationship, and then a services partner. And the marketplace opportunity allows you to bring that all together in one solution, one token, if you will, to the customer. And it's not as easy as click, try, buy, but in a way, it gives you the object, objectification, if you will, of the solution. It makes it easier to burn down that agreement. You're spot on, Vince. I mean, we're doing so many eight-figure deals. It's amazing right now uh, through the marketplace. So it's not just for small transactions. Small transactions are effective, right? They're, they're point, point solutions just when the customer needs them. But you can also transact these massive deals like you're talking about, Vince, yeah. right? Where all the collective partners come together, us being one of those partners as well, right? And uh, so an ISV can also bring in their resellers into the deal and put together custom offers for the, the client. Um, it's, it's pretty powerful. Um, and so keep those ideas coming from all the partners because we're certainly listening and we're certainly innovating around that to meet the needs and the demands and how we all show up better for our clients in the end. Well, and this is a big change, right? So, you know, in fact, I got up on stage in the early days of cloud at a channel event and said, you need to come along with us. And I feel the same type of rallying cry needs to happen for the channel along with marketplaces. What would you say to the large channel resellers, if you will, or even any other partner that might be hesitant to jump in? So with our resellers and our channel partners, right, it's a critical function. You can see that we're now organizing just to make sure that we have explicit, I would say, dedication and focus on our channel partners. Uh, this has always been sort of mixed around in the organizations before, and now we have strategic intent around them. When I think about our channel's partners, making sure that you're starting to think about some of the innovation that's coming out and the adoption, and are you in a position where you really can sell? 
um, and talk about things like co-pilot and AI and the value proposition there. Making sure that you're bringing all the innovation as a plus for your business as you're out there on the forefront representing the products, selling the products, and innovating with the customers. I think you'll also see some new incentives coming out, which mm. is pretty exciting. Uh, those incentives uh, are really focused on rewarding you for the hard work that you're doing. Uh, some of them came from suggestions and some of them just make yeah. sense. Things like yeah. making sure that we're rewarding you for the new customer additions that you're bringing to the table versus just for the contract. Those are That's pretty exciting. So um, all of those things might make sense for our channel partners. I'm glad you brought up incentives. We're going to have a workshop session just later in this uh, event today to talk about go-to-market and those incentives specifically to fuel the growth. But what do you see from the best partners, Nina? You've been around. You were at Microsoft before. You spent a lot of time in this ecosystem, if you will. What do you see from the best partners working with you and your organization? So first, I am a believer of us being curious and uh, being at the forefront of the learning and the adoption and really making sure that you're skilled and you understand the latest and greatest. So that I know is an investment. The second thing that I really see are, are the partners that have made the move to marketplace. That's important and it's going to be even more important as we move forward. The third thing is this relentless focus on customer success. I think we're in an age where we're imagining what technology can do for all of these companies. Mm. So capturing the customer success, telling the impact, sharing the impact that you're having, not just focused on the pipeline all the time, but focused on the impact it's having and letting that customer voice represent your brand, that's incredible. So I look at that and then coupled with that, I think is this relentless focus on making sure that your customers are not just executed against, but they're satisfied, they're delighted. So having a responsibility of looking at the customer success, not just at the beginning of the project and at the end, but during the course of the project and then coming back for more and checking mm. in. And how do you get there? Is there a specific thing that partners need to think about there? Um, we are, we're, we've just announced, um, some investments around AI, um, and some new initiatives. So I encourage you guys all to really take a look at those and embrace those and see if they are pertinent and relevant for your business. AI is an exciting thing. It is the number one topic that all of our clients are wanting to explore. What does this mean for me? Right. There's a lot of both excitement and a little, anticipation around it. So being responsible and understanding what we can offer together and doing that in a way that unlocks innovation versus being something that you feel a little bit scared by, that's really important right now. So that's the first thing I would really encourage you to do. And if you're not already on the marketplace bandwagon, you got to get there fast. So really making sure that you're packaging up that IP, that you're making it accessible, easy to understand is really important. And then the third thing, I mean, I, I started talking about it, just having the customer stories, but maybe taking a look and putting in for your company a way to really measure 
the impact that you're having with your customers. How does that show up? How are you showing up? And having open conversations with your clients, just like I'm trying to have with many of our partners today on what do what can we or do we need to do more of so that you develop a skilling or an investment plan within your company to be more present, to be a, a driver of satisfaction with your clients. Yeah. I hear satisfaction, client satisfaction quite a bit here in this conversation. I hope those who are watching and listening in hear that as well. You have been an amazing guest, Nina. I am so excited to finally get this opportunity to be with you. For our listeners for, and f- for those who are watching today as well, what are the imperatives that you would say to them to deliver their most successful results? It's now day one of fiscal year 24, right? What do we need to think about as partners to drive the most incredible results? So let me break it down because I think it's also about making it very clear by what type of partner, the behaviors you're driving, what matters to you, right? So let me do what we're how we're reorganizing the team as well. If you're an ISV, think about the innovation that's happening in the products and where can you take advantage of that to transform your products to deliver that for your clients. You can look at it from a security perspective, an AI perspective, even sort of some of those uh, smaller puts and takes, but then making sure that you're making it to marketplace because you want to be part of those customer max. And, and that is incredible. There is a whole fluid cycle and you want to be part of that momentum versus left behind, right? Yeah. So those, those are the two things I would uh, focus on for our ISVs and digital natives. For our SIs, our services partners and advisory partners, it's about skilling right now talent, being able to have those conversations, going to the new frontiers of technology and feeling like you can actually advise, you can be at the forefront and you can guide the clients through that. So there probably is some investment right now in skilling, retooling, making sure that your folks are ready to shine and help imagine the future with their clients. Um, Accelerating those uh, cloud transformations, really thinking about that they have to migrate first in order to take advantage of everything that we have in the future. So I really uh, would encourage you there. And then for the channels partners, uh, you're you're going to see a lot of focus and I would say incentives around the SMC, SMB business. So uh, really trying to make it crystal clear and really, I, I would say profitable for all of our partners in that arena. So um, think about that. Think about your value proposition, how you're showing up, how you're differentiated. Are you looking at particular industries or what is your play in those areas? And um, lastly, for the device partners, right? We need to just make sure we have all the sockets for Microsoft Cloud. Yes. Um, So super, super excited about all those areas. I'm so happy to see this all come together the way it has. And you mentioned SMC, and uh, we have Kevin P. Spear coming on for a later fireside chat. But I know that this is a massive opportunity for partners and probably one that they haven't tapped in to the field organization in the right way. Would you expand on that just a little bit? 
Yeah. Well, uh, Kevin, Kevin will give you a lot of the details here, but what I will say is from a partner perspective and from a GPS perspective, we're putting a lot of investment. We're infusing and energizing this space to make it really what it needs to be for our partners. So making sure we have the right tools and visibility of resources, fueling go-to-market campaigns, making sure that there are ways for partners to tap into some of the core sales plays that we're driving, and then translate that into the SMB, SMC space. And that instead of it being something that you maybe just download and take a look at, we're actually energizing and creating those motions and putting the rocket fuel, I would say, into the tank in this arena. You'll, you'll see us lining up resources, funding, incentives. This is something that we want all of you to be on the road with us, We're working at warp speed, because this is, this is an opportunity that is immense for all of us. So our participants should stay tuned for that later session. There's a lot more we'll peel back on. Nina, you have been incredibly, you've been an incredibly exciting guest to have. I'm so excited for this opportunity to spend time with you, understanding and unpacking the priorities of you and your organization. We have to have you back. We have to have you back again. <laughs> uh, I want to, I, I want to unpack on the career journey. I want to spend more time with you, getting to know you and how you're leading this amazing organization and shaping this incredible fiscal year 2024. But I want to just first thank you for your time today, your incredible time being here with our partners. Vince, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. And also thank you to all the partners for trusting me, um, giving ideas. Please keep the ideas coming. Uh, Hopefully you're seeing some of the reflection of those ideas and we just want to keep innovating. We want to be your partner of choice. We want to, we're very committed to the business and let's go, let's go out there and delight and change the market. Um, it's an exciting time for all of us. Let's go. I love that. Nina, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Nina was just such an amazing guest. So much excitement coming out of Microsoft Inspire this year around the transformation around transformative technologies like AI, marketplaces, and the major focus on small, medium, and corporate accounts. I want to thank you for listening to Ultimate Guide to Partnering. If you liked today's episode, please hit subscribe. And if you'd like to stay ahead of all the excitement coming from our organization, including a live event we're hosting November 14th and 15th in Dallas, Texas, please sign up for our newsletter, at ultimateguidetopartnering.com and look for our sign-up page coming to you soon. So I hope you stay tuned and join us as we hope to help you become the ultimate partner. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Ultimate Guide to Partnering with your host, Vince Minzione. Online at ultimateguidetopartnering.com and facebook.com slash ultimateguidetopartnering. We'll catch you next time on The Ultimate Guide to Partnering.